0: All right. Hey, welcome to Little Guys. I'm Josh, and today I'm with Evan Diem. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do again?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Evan Diem. This is the first time that we're recording this podcast, and we didn't have any recording issues before. Uh, I live in Syracuse, New York. I'm 25 years old. I play instruments. I've been doing music for a long time. Uh, I like to think I've been writing good songs for like five years um and um i do other things as well but i'm sure we'll those will come up organically we'll, we'll franco <laughs> ourselves
0: through it we'll jump right into it we'll figure it out um so let's talk about the new album sure more to read uh mm-hmm. it will have come out september 1st
1: correct yes
0: yeah. cool I remember twenty minutes ago. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I ended, I ended uh, my my intro with a plug. Oh, I should have done that again. Oh well,
0: that's fine. Well, now we're here. Uh, small now more, we're I'm here. just gonna <laughs> say it. Uh, we recorded the first 35 minutes of our conversation, and I was running my voice twice. So we're doing it again. Uh, Classic
1: move.
0: We're very excited about it. Ah, I'm uh, into it. Yeah, it's fine. I uh, what was I gonna say. Oh. But what I forgot to bring up in the first half originally was we didn't talk about your new work at all. We talked about the music you used to make and the podcast you're on hiatus for. So. <laughs> That's fine.
1: That's fine. Um, um,
0: what is there like a shared theme through your album, More to read?
1: Yeah. So early on in my music, because I'm a man of very much context, so you're going to get everything that could possibly fit into this Evan answer. Evan tells all tells everything um so basically i used to write really abstract stuff um i only listened to like rush and metallica in high school that's not true. i also listen to system of a down and weird al but because um, <laughs> i mean in and Dragon Force and so because I'm a
0: weird owl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and a lot of Motown and and Elvis Costello and Nick Lowe um so I'm I've, I've coming at it from a lot of different but basically I didn't really have any sort of uh reality to what I was writing and over the past couple of years I feel like I've gotten a better handle on that so this album is um it's kind of a collection of my favorite songs that I've written over the past, um, uh, I think, four years, I suppose. The earliest one is from 2016. The most recent one is from 2019. Uh, but they're just like, it's, it's all real stories. They're all inspired by real people. Um, they're all talking about real things that happened, and, and they're, they're focusing on real emotions. And I don't like to say that any of them are really about a specific thing because I do like to take a little bit of poetic license if I need to change something yeah um but they're all like my most recent EP bones um none of that is factual none of that's based off anything they're not about real people really um so I kind of wanted to see if I could make a collection where that's That's the theme. And so the narrative arc of the album does work as a sort of single relationship, kind of get-together, troubles, break up, figure out what happens after. Um, But that's not necessarily... That's a a way that it can be perceived. Um, But so much of the album and the reason why I decided to stick with More to Read as... um, as the album title, which I just took from the closing track, is because basically all of the situations that I'm talking about uh, include um, being provided new information or, uh, you know, presenting new information or needing new information. And so much of it is about things that you you've just been told or things that you will have to figure out during this time and you need something for that. Um so that's that's basically the theme. I mean, obviously there are, there are little things and, and, um, the songs talk about a, a wide range of subjects, but so much of it is based off of information.
0: Right. Now, would you consider yourself a planner or more of a, like a pantser when it comes to writing? Like, do you, do you sit down and you are like, I'm going to do a 10 track album. It's going to be about this and it's going to that this is the arc, or where you, did you write a couple of songs, and you were like, "Oh, this is the same thing. This is a shared idea. I can capitalize on this."
1: It's it's definitely more of the latter. Um, like I mentioned, the songs were written over a span of th- three years. Yeah, during which time I was also writing other songs that you know went different places. Um, and I I think it wasn't until maybe 2018 or 2019 where I was like. I think I have enough songs for this album where it's going to be fully fleshed out, real ideas about real people and real stories. Yeah. Um, so it was much more of, of finding a pattern because I'm much more of that, um, I much prefer to find patterns than to create them um, or because a lot of the times I'll create a pattern and then get a little bored with it and try to switch it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so much of it is just like, oh, Oh yeah, those, those things kind of go together, don't they? Um, cause I am almost never thinking about what I think a song is going to be when I start writing it. Uh, sometimes I have, and sometimes I'm like, uh, like, like for example, more to read. I knew what that song was going to be, but it took me a very long time to write because I was like, I need something else here. I need to figure out where it's going to go. And I'm just not going to think about it for a while. I'm going to wait until something else comes up and, and, and when that slots in, that'll slot in, you know?
0: yeah um do you think there's benefits though to doing the other option to sit down and say i'm doing an album specifically about whole foods and the first song is gonna be like this the second song all the way to i don't know like track eight and now that i have a clear vision of what i'm going to do i can knock this out in x amount of days or Mm. do you think that takes away from uh like the creative process
1: I I definitely don't think so. I think there are completely um, justifiable reasons to write like that. And sometimes it can be very helpful. Um, I do love to write on a topic. Hmm. Um, Pretty much all of the rap I've ever written is like very, very specific topic focused. Um, Where it'll be like, this is a song about... Uh, how much to tip your server. And it's like, here's where I need this to go, here are the things I need to talk about. Um, but even then, I try not to give myself too much of a constraint so I can like, if, oh, if this is branching off into, well, don't call them waitresses because that's a gendered term, you know? So like, that's a different, that's a thing that I wasn't thinking about when I started writing that, yeah, you know? And so I, I wanna give myself room for that. Um, but I just, I'm, I really don't plan most things, um, but it can be sometimes helpful to to write down a uh, an outline. But it's like I don't really listen to albums as throughout narratives, mm-hmm. uh, anyway. So it's 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 just not how I think about it. But I understand that other people do that, and it's like, hey, if it, whatever works for you, that's how you got to do it.
0: Yeah, and also, even if you were to just take. You know, how how many tracks is on more to read? Is it 10? 12. 12. Okay, yeah. Um,
1: I wanted it to be 10, but uh, there were, I was only, we got through and it was like, mm, no, I want all of these actually. Well, yeah, so yeah. I could couple if I could cut a couple if I wanted to, but I'm doing what I want, so
0: yeah. Well, it, you're not like working for anyone, so it yeah, doesn't, exactly. Yeah. So that's fine. um, but you could have at the same time just gone through your catalog and been like, awesome, these 12 songs, these are gonna do it. This is the first one, this is the last one done. And there still would have been a through line for the people looking for it because the same person made it. There are yeah. um, subte- like subtextual things that even you don't know you're putting down when you write them down. I was recently revisiting a story Bible I wrote when I was in school the other day for a narrative podcast, and I was like, oh my God, half of these characters are self-inserts. <laughs> like, mm. uh, and at the time, I didn't know it. I was like, this is just what this story needs. It needs... A skinny guy who likes radio and uh he's he's a he's a little he talks too much this guy's so original (laughs) i was like reading it last night and i was like oh my god Uh, i had no idea i was being that uh apparent transparent
1: Yeah. yeah no it's it's so it i mean that's absolutely true some of some of uh some of the things that i think are are because I write a lot of double entendres purposefully into things, Mm -hmm. but then other people will be like, did you mean this? And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I (laughs) wish, (laughs) I wish I meant that, (laughs) because that would have been awesome. Um, Like for example, my song Madeline, which is on Bones, um, I just sort of, I was in a rhyme scheme where Madeline worked, Mm -hmm. and uh, so it's like, I've been trying to find, to sign at the side of the little X on the line, so, Madeline worked into that and I was like you can you can contr- I I Yeah, I'm not gonna try to f- I have to like go through all of the words in order to get them mm-hmm. But it's a song about contracts and so it's like you can you can decide my life in the lines I'll be like a book your Madeline like as in a book as you would children's
0: book,
1: y- Right exactly mm-hmm. and so Madeline is just a book that you know if the author who wrote Madeline Controls what Madeline does with the lines in the book and then my friend um, well not my friend anymore, but a person uh, so, No, it's fine. Um It's her fault. No, um <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 I mean she was she was really just one of my other friends friends and then they had a friend breakup so I was like, okay, all right um And uh, she was like, oh because Madeline stands in lines like cuz they do the two lines yeah. and I was like what? i wish i thought of that that's incredible um and i just never would have noticed that uh, like if if they hadn't pointed that out to me that's Um, like um
0: in fahrenheit 451 it's guy montag and faber are the the two main characters sure if you read i have not okay so fahrenheit 451 is the book about all the books are banned Sure. And the guy's a fireman. If he does, he goes around, he burns books all the time. Yeah. But then he's like, I don't want to do that. So he meets this guy named Faber who's like, hey, don't do that. And he uses Guy Montag to pursue the story through. In the town the author's from, not in the town, in the state the author's from, which I think is Indiana, there's a pencil factory called Faber and there's a paper factory called Montag. And people were like, oh, see, because he uses him for his goal. And the author is like pencil and paper. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's. Like that's deep though. That's really cool that you guys that's did that. That's
1: cool. Whoa. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I did. totally did.
0: Yeah. I feel like if I wrote something and someone said, "Did you mean this really cool thing?" Mm-hmm. I would really want to say yes. Yeah. You know, like, "Oh my god, this is the perfect metaphor for Russia and America during the Cold War." I'd be like, "Yeah, I know it's I did that."
1: <laughs> hey, I'm glad you got that out of it. Or or if, if, you know, if someone if someone's like, "Oh, you wrote this song about me." And I'm like, "Hey, if you want to interpret it as being about you you are welcome to do that has
0: that happened have you had people is it is it always a positive connotation
1: uh i think so i don't really write a huge amount of negative songs and if i do i don't let those people know (laughs) yeah (laughs) um uh but uh, but yeah um and i just like i don't want to take credit for something that i didn't put in there because like I, I just want the amount of credit that I deserve and I don't want more than that because I'm happy I'm happy with that I want to I want to get I want to get what uh, what I feel like I put in and if someone's like oh you know you, this th- all this stuff's genius and and this narrative is so smart like like I said there's an overarching um, narrative to like a relationship within the album but I didn't sequence the album really I was like hey my friend Joseph Limber uh the Cosmonaut cassettes if you want to listen to to his music it's very good um and I was like hey can you sequence this album because I know you like to sequence stuff um and he came back and I was like yeah. Well, these two have to be switched because technically these are like canonically within how where I was writing them. They have to be in that order. Um, and then, well, no, this is this track has so to end the album. And so it's like I had to make like two changes. But it's like other than that, hey, oh, you found something cool in there. Let's go for it. Yeah. You know,
0: I think that's why people love adapting works into other mediums of art. Mm -hmm. so you can say like i really liked Watchmen because it was a message against fascism but now i'm just gonna make it a big superhero movie (laughs) and you get to you get to do it you know you
1: get to recontextualize stuff you know um
0: which is a lot of fun have you how do you feel if you do something that you think a lot of people are gonna like point out and then it doesn't get a lot of uh, attention are you like
1: um I will often uh, just sort of bring it up. (laughs) Did did? "Did you notice this? Do you see this? Guys, are you watching? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because it's like, I I, obviously, like, I, I, you know, struggle with not being perceived as arrogant um, because I understand that that's like a, I think that's in a lot of ways a valid criticism of me. Um, And I try to be very self-aware and I've been working really hard to make that not be the case um, but sometimes if I'm just excited about something and I think if you if you're excited about something you make uh, and you're just like hey look at this this is cool this is cool right you know people will will be more receptive uh, receptive of that you know if you're not like hey this is a super clever thing that I did isn't that pretty because <laughs> it's like just like hey you know bring that excitement because people will want to match that excitement yeah um, like in one of my songs uh, that is not gonna be released on this album but I, I'm very happy with, um, it's about like losing your mental faculties at the end of your life. Mm-hmm. And so I have this like repeating phrase and each time I play through it, I play, there's like one chord that I play for one fewer measure.
0: Oh fun.
1: Or one fewer beat. Yeah. Um, and so, and then eventually it just ends before you even get to that chord. <laughs> and I'm like, this is fun, this is cool. I hope people notice this. Um, and like sometimes I'll just like bring that up and I'll just be like, hey, so. This there's a cool thing about that song i don't know if you noticed uh but it's like hey i do this and i think that's really fun um and i try not to think it <laughs> about whether or not how that like plays to people yeah. um but like i you know i i explained this the last time we we recorded this but i think it's you know i think it's good context for for who i am as a person but basically when i was a kid i couldn't take criticisms or compliments yeah i basically would if someone was like oh evan this is amazing you did such a good job i would start crying or if they were like evan what are you doing you're supposed to throw the ball to second base um i would just start crying yeah um no ge- i mean genuinely that's one of the ones that sticks with me most is like i was playing baseball and the catcher threw the ball to me as playing shortstop and i threw it back home because i was like someone's gonna score tag him out and he was like no you were supposed to get that out at second because we had two outs or something like that mm-hmm. and i was just like. I'm sorry. Like, please don't yell at me. I just made a mistake, and I mean, I obviously didn't say that. I just started crying. Yeah. Um, well, you're a kid, and like, I was. You're not supposed yeah. to be
0: able to articulate.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um. And so I was just so uncomfortable with that. So like, when I got when I was like leaving middle school, I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna stop crying because I'm overwhelmed. Um. Because it was never really like an emotional sort of thing for me. Like. I wouldn't really cry so much when I got sad. Like I like when my dog died, I remember like bawling. Like that's the last time um uh, before more recently where now that I've gotten like a better hold on like my emotional availability where I was like crying from being really sad, but most of the time it was just I was like so uncomfortable and couldn't control my actions and I was just I felt so bad about that that I was like, "Okay, I'm going to stop." And I was basically like, I'm going to tell myself that I'm really good at everything. I'm just Mm -hmm. going to bring my confidence really high. And then if people critique me, no, no, I know that's not true. Um, uh, And then if someone is like offering helpful criticism, you know, like you're not going to respond by crying. You can like tune out the stuff that someone is just saying to hurt you. And you can like try to focus in more on the stuff people are saying to help you, which is not always, hey, you did a perfect job. Um and then also if i was getting compliments it's like well i already know that i'm great so this isn't overwhelming me it's great to hear i'm really happy thank you so much for telling me um but i already know and so i spent the next decade like since i had overcorrected, i was like pulling myself back um because i was just always being told that i was very arrogant and stuff like that and i was like I get it, but I'm not gonna let this bother. I'm gonna figure this out over the next seven to 10 years. Yeah, uh, And it's seven to 10 years later and I feel like I've gotten a better handle on it, but obviously I'm still super conscious of it, so I try to manage that really well. Um, uh, but like one of my one of my friends that I met like a little over a year ago at some point into us hanging out, I was like, yeah, I, you know I just have to I'm super conscious of it because like at people think that I'm really arrogant. She was like, really?" <laughs> and I was like <gasps> I did it. I got there. <laughs> I was and like, "What?" I had no. Yeah, I had prepped it, and but it's like <laughs> the, all the balloons so out of helium because I thought that I was gonna get it sooner. A faded um, banner
0: falls. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I think it's like a joke from The Simpsons or something like that. There's like a clown skeleton that yeah. they had hidden up there, or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically that sort of thing, and and so that's like I've gotten a better handle on that, and. um you know, like I, I try really hard to just focus on giving credit where it's deserved. So if I think I deserve credit for a cool thing I did, I will take that and I will accept it and I will acknowledge it and I will not be afraid to to, to play that down. Um, but it's also like, yeah, I know. You know, you're not surprising me when you tell me this because I made this thing that I thought was great. That's why I made it. So it's like great to hear because I love to be appreciated, but you know, if stuff doesn't catch you off guard, you, you get a better handle at it, which is why like my stuff getting popular on TikTok or Twitter is like, cool I thought it was good too I'm glad you like it so it it doesn't become a freak out thing so I've gotten a lot more like I'm a lot more composed at that and I'm really happy um but like if someone else tells if someone else says a joke or if like I get a joke from a comedian and I find a place in a conversation to say it I'll be like yeah 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 that's good that's a Tim Vine joke actually uh and because it's like I was wanting I don't want to take credit for that because it's not mine
0: you know and um I know you we talked about it last time. Um, you did a live stream in your car recently, at the time of recording, mm-hmm. and you pulled out your travel guitar, and I made fun of you. Full disclosure, I was like, whenever a guy pulls out a guitar, I get, I get, un- I get uncomfortable. I get scared, and I thought it would just be like a I and move on. But then other people were like, oh, me too, me too, me too, me too, me uh-huh. too, and for a second I was worried that was you yes <laughs> <laughs> i am flaming hot cheeto 69 420 okay that's good um nah. <laughs> now i've got you i'm just kidding but um
1: this has been a long setup i knew that was you no i didn't yeah um, that'd, be, that'd be awesome <laughs> if you were yeah. like i made
0: the connection but it, all that to say when other people started saying like same and me too i was a little worried that now you know this this person would be like well no i don't want to play the guitar which is what I mm. enjoy doing on my live streams but then you yeah. were like oh yeah no me too I'm not gonna play Wonder wall even though I have a video if you want to see it I'm gonna yeah. keep going and I was like oh like that's that's good to see that you're able to handle um I get ribbing I guess would be the term
1: yeah um, I mean I'm <laughs> I've like I, that was one of the things where it was like I've I'm still not really great at at at, at taking it but it's like if it's something that is just like Oh yeah, when when guys pull out acoustic guitars, that's a bad sign. <laughs> but here's the thing, I'm very good at this. Yeah. So I understand, but trust me. Like I think what I said was even like I I love when people are like oh that was actually really good. I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of an insult, but it's like yeah, I mean like sure. I I, I don't want like if your expectations are low and I I exceed them, then that's fine. Now you know where we're at. Yeah. Um, so I'm 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 totally fine with that. But it's like, yeah, uh, as the kind of guy who would walk around, you know, the various campuses of high school and college, um, like playing guitar, you get used to it. You get yeah. it, and it's like, yeah, maybe my vocal performance wasn't great that day, but you get enough people where it's like, I really like that song, man. Thank you so much for playing it, and it's like. Cool. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. You know. So it's like you you take that you take the compliments and you take the criticism and it's like don't let either of them really change where you're at too far too much. You know.
0: Yeah. You take the good. You take the bad. The facts of life. The but, facts of life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope my everywhere you. you no wait. That's I, no. different. <laughs> I hope my 1990 sitcom or soap opera references land for my 18 to 25 audience. oh
1: i'm I'm sure they will
0: um but yeah like um all that to say Mm. you do practice what you preach and it is uh visible and i commend you for it Um, thank you so much says the strange man from (laughs) from the internet hey well i get a lot of i've started
1: getting a lot of weird dms and yours was very respectful so i'm like
0: oh yeah that's cool yeah let's um, do it how weird are you are you open to talk about yeah
1: i love i love to talk about it um <laughs> i got one that was just like hey hot shit. and i was like uh <laughs> i know that that's a compliment but like <laughs> so it was even in like my twitter dms but it's like we've hidden some of these replies <laughs> <It's> Like, yes, <laughs> thank you so much um or one that was just like you know, with a little, like, simp face with the two fingers together, and it was just like, do you want a partner that lives in Texas? And it's like, I need more information than that.
0: (laughs) You should have just said howdy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, what, do you mean partner, like, relationship, or do you mean partner? Because I'm like, I'll take a partner, you know, like, yeah, sure, that's awesome, I'll do that. Um,
0: P-A-R-D apostrophe N-E-R.
1: Exactly, exactly. Or I'll get people who are like, "Hey, I know that you speak Latin. Can you help me with this?" And it's like, "I can't speak Latin. I used a translator, and I went to acting college. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just faked it really well. Um, I did actually study Latin a bit, but I don't know. I don't know it well enough to help anybody at this point.
0: Okay, please stop asking me. Please stop.
1: Please stop asking me if I know how to speak <laughs> Latin. I don't.
0: Um, I didn't think you would respond so quickly. It's you know, it's hard to tell how often people check their." message requests Mm -hmm. and so when you responded same day i was like fuck i'm still in florida (laughs) (laughs) so i went to my girlfriend's mom and i was like can i use your art studio to record a podcast (laughs) i love it oh man it was great um yeah so if you want we've got a couple minutes towards the uh Towards the break, do you want to spend a little bit more time talking about the song you chose and uh, the stuff Yes,
1: it? I will. Because as you know, the intro to this song is a lot longer than you probably expected it to be. Um, <laughs> we've learned from our, our, our pasts. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I was going to, I know that, yeah, I'm not going to do, like, the radio, like, coming up next, we've got Evan Diem's song, Whole Heart Shape, from his 2020 album, Yeah, if you Yeah,
0: if you're, if you're um, new to the show, that's my gag with musicians. I, I try to get them to be, like, shock-shocks to yeah. spin it, but this song, you, is, you can't do that. <laughs> you like, can't really do that, um, but,
1: I mean, I went to, I mean, I didn't actually go to acting college. I went to college for broadcasting and mass communication studies, so, like, mm-hmm. radio stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I, where
0: do the lies stop, like?
1: Yeah, I love it. I love radio voice. It's my favorite. I love doing it as a joke. I don't actually really like listening to it that much. Um, Commercial free. Yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Coming up next, we've got, so this song is uh, inspired by my friend Molly, who um, is just someone I I just, uh, so soon after meeting, we just became incredibly close. Um, Just really, really, really good friends, you know, talking all the time. Um, and I'm actually officiating her wedding next month. And we were supposed to have a call about that like two weeks ago. So uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but you know, I I'm figure it out. <laughs> good enough at memorizing things that I think it'll be okay. Um, but yeah, so there was a point during like the semester after we had met where she just like wasn't really responding to messages. Like I would snap, send her on, I would send her stuff on Snapchat and like see that she opened it and be like, okay, she's, she's at least reading it. I know that she's still there, whatever. She take whatever space you need. If you don't want to talk to me, that's, that's fine. I understand. Um, but then eventually I did get a message from her and she was just like, yeah, I'm in the hospital and I was just like, oh, okay. Um and you know, it was just so so surreal I guess going to visit her there and she was just she was just Molly, you know? She yeah. was the same person that I was super close friends with and you know, I think people That's like so, so important as to why you have to check in on your friends, even when you think they're okay. Um, And I get that a lot because like people are saying, well, your friends that who are the brightest and happiness, sometimes they're, they're the ones going through it the most. And um, even if that's not the case, I really appreciate checking on me. And so you, you do, because you, you don't, you don't know. And a lot of the times people aren't going to tell you that because they feel like they're being a burden. It sort of all plays into it and you can't blame them for it, but you know, you also, and sometimes you feel like you can't push it or whatever. Um, but I just remember like going to her house with her dad and one of our other close friends and my girlfriend at the time, and like doing, like cleaning her apartment and doing all her dishes and getting it ready for her to come home because she basically hadn't really been taking care of herself. Like, and and you get into that space where everything is recursive and reclusive, and 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 you don't know how to get out of it. And so it was so much thinking about how you as a friend group, and I don't mean like obviously not just me, but just everyone who is connected to a person who goes through something like that, thinking how can we come together to make that, make sure that this person has this support net, this safety net, this community um, to rely on when they tend back in that direction uh, to make sure that they, they don't end up there because people, will need help and they aren't always going to say that. And so this song whole heart shape is basically about that being there for your friends after they've gone through something traumatic and making sure that um, you do the best you can um, to help them moving forward.
0: Yeah. And uh, there is a, uh, I'll put the link below. There is a, text line i used to use when i was in college that if you it's totally anonymous if you want to talk to someone mm-hmm. just event
1: yeah
0: um it's not a like a crisis helpline but it yeah. is a um i'm having a bad day i need to talk to someone and they're trained and they're responsible yeah i don't i don't know the number off the top of my head so i can't say it here mm-hmm. i'll either edit it in but it, de- it or something but it'll definitely be below above yeah. socials and everything it's good
1: Fix the notion that you're broken Find the motion to leave home If your feeling hard is hopeless You don't have to hold it all alone To cut it's hard to hear bandages are here So brandish knives with care will vanish into air We'll hold our plates Cut a whole hard shape. The blacktop when you back out Blackout on the bathroom floor To run away is overrated Just let me in, it's all I'm asking for
0: To open is hard to do is.
1: But a doorway's not the home where a person leaves their soul. We'll hold our space, dig a hole hard. away the way it held you The weight of waiting to wake up If its poem makes your heart heavy It's time for you to, to break up It's not all your choice what to do To help you through so we'll all bear the weight as you fly up and escape we'll hold each piece in place, make a whole heart.
0: So we're we're back awesome they just listened to your song hopefully all the way through oh um what would That's you say nice to of the you. people who enjoyed it
1: uh, um the rest of the album is also good so <laughs> please listen to that as well
0: and to the people who it either isn't for them or they didn't like it
1: uh the rest of the album is good uh and if, if you didn't like that one maybe you'll like the other ones <laughs>
0: Right. Not all of the songs sound like that. <laughs> the rest of the for the people who like it, the rest of the album is just as good. For the people who don't, the rest of the album The rest is of the album is way better. <laughs> <laughs> um So did you write this Uh you wrote this is it about the story of your friend or is it, is it specifically for her?
1: I mean it's it's both, right? It's like right. it is um it is a song that I think means a lot to her. I wrote it um, a- after, I-, I wrote it to sort of like, I guess process that situation, probably. Yeah. Maybe not consciously, thinking that that's what I was doing there, but you know. Um, but it was like, so. and obviously like, I changed little things about it, right? So I I don't like to say that any of my songs are about like a person or about a thing. I like to say that they're inspired by because then like maybe some of the stuff is a little different or maybe I took that and I went in a different direction with it or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah. Because like a, uh. a true story is very rarely thematic and easy listening and digestible in a good way, you know? That's yeah. Like, um, people are like, oh, it's based off a true story or whatever, or like a movie, but it's they didn't mm-hmm. do this, that, and the other and it's like, yeah, of course not.
1: It was based off of it, like that doesn't mean it. That's cool. (laughs) Yo, like watch a documentary then. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like nah. Um,
0: Um,
1: but yeah, so that song was actually the first song I wrote after I took uh, poetry class. Um, and so it it was one of the first times I was like really paying attention to like themes and and rhetorical devices, and I think it was a. That song being on this album is very good, very important because it was kind of a turning point for me as a writer where I was really able to sort of um, take something that was a lot easier for me in poetry, which was writing true things about myself and others, and put that in song form. And uh, I don't think I was that – I wasn't that good at doing it before then. I could do it a little bit, but that was when I think I got – that that song I think is kind of the turning point where I was like, okay, I feel like I consistently write pretty good
0: songs now. Yeah, you know, obviously
1: not all of them are bangers, but you know.
0: I mean that that's that's the reason singles exist, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think this is is this your first full album, and the rest of them are EPs, or no?
1: No, 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 no. So I have uh, my full my first full album. Um, Oh, my first full solo album came out in 2013. Oh, It's not very good. Um, and I think I deleted it from the internet. Uh, <laughs> I may or may not have. I don't remember. I got rid of a lot of my stuff before like 2015 recently. Because um, I was just like, mm, I fear that someone will go to my music and see what I was doing in 2014 and listen to it and be like, yeah, this guy sucks. It's like, yeah, yeah but I'm better now. <laughs> like, I got better. Um, like I, I could not sing in like early high school. Yeah. So there's so much improvement that I've, I've like worked my way through over the last, you know, during the time that I've been playing music, you know? Um, but Actually, I did a couple albums with my band Peak, which was basically me and uh, Ben from the band Low Ceilings. They put out an album, Learn to Sew, earlier this year. It's incredible. Um, But Ben is also doing a lot of, he produced, mastered, uh, mixed, played bass and drums and advised me for this album. Um, And so we've been working together for so long. And so we did a couple albums together as that. Um, One of them with our friend uh, Kealia Fanchau, uh and then I have this is technically my 4th album. Um but most people won't have heard the first one, so they'll think it's my 3rd album. Yeah. Um and I'm like I'm I'm too much a stickler for the facts to say that this is my 3rd <laughs> album, but I will gladly say this is my 4th album, but the first one's bad, so you know, if you want to start my musical career at 2015, go for it.
0: Right. Um now because this is the most current release would you say it's mm-hmm. the clearest sound of what you're trying to make or I would, think so yeah so would you call that a natural progression from the bad album to this one
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean a lot of the stuff that I was trying to do back then is stuff that I can actually do now <laughs> and so I've I've been kind of I've been refining that and and working with people who are better than me and getting better at singing and playing the guitar and and making things make more sense. Like I didn't think I don't think I really understood what the functionality of a bass line was yeah. until like twenty eighteen. Where I was just like, oh, this is just another guitar but it's lower. It's like, no, it isn't. It's a part of the rhythm section. Yeah. <laughs> and someone just said like, I think Ben said that to me and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And now, now my baselines are better, you know? Um, or at least they, they make more sense mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I think. Um, but, but, yeah, so it's, it's, it's all a process of me having clear ideas with how I want to write, with what I want my, my voice to be, with basically working through all of my default ideas and basically saying, yeah, I, I rely on this phrasing too much. Let's try something else. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, I think I think there's a pretty clear natural pro- progression. Then yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, have you always been able to tell yourself like I'm not so good at this one thing? Let's try something that's a, either easier or a more effective way of going about working.
1: Mm, no, I, I I thought I was crushing it at the time. Right. Um, <laughs> which I think is a good way to be, like because I think a lot of the reason why people don't get that far into making music when they want to is because it's like, Oh, playing guitar is hard and singing is hard and recording music and making it sound good is hard. Uh, and all of this sounds bad, but if at the time you think it sounds really good, then you aren't feeling that embarrassment. you know and if you feel embarrassment about where you were previously because you're better now you're better now so it's not a problem right um and so much and that plays into what i was talking about with like having this really really high uh kind of inflated confidence that helps you helps make doing things easier and it's very much the essence of fake it till you make it and it's like Well, now I am actually quite good at these things, but I am also more aware of, oh, this isn't working. How can I rework this? Like, how can I change the melody line so I'm better at singing it? Or let me just practice this more and then get good at it, you know?
0: Yeah, maybe I should learn a bar chord.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, bar chords still hurt, but I'm good at playing them, I just hate them. not for a long. I'm so mad that one of my most popular songs is all bar chords. I'm like, <laughs> "Please. Can can you can you listen to the rest of the album that's all just like open D G and E minor. Please. This uh, is too
0: much." For the the EP made with my friend TJ, which is it's rough in all these different ways. Um, I broke my ukulele the next separated and that's that's the uh-huh. I know it's an easy instrument, but that's like that's the one I get to have more fun with because it's so mm-hmm. easy. You can be like, yeah. I want to try weird chord progression and stuff like that. But because it was broken, I was left with my acoustic, which I'm not very good at. And so it was like, what open chords can I play? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> was that G G? Was that G seven D seven? Oh, perfect. This is a, easy. This is a whole song now. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So. And it's like I'm not playing a C six. On my guitar, but I'll get there on a on a on a on a, on a, on a ukulele or yeah. something like that. You know,
0: that's why I hate when people shit on, for lack of a better term, easy instruments or toy instruments. Yeah. It's like, how do you expect people to get into this? Because these things are meant for fun. I don't mm-hmm. understand why we why we why we like shit on uh, hobbyist musicians. Yeah, it's like, dude, it, no one's getting paid right now, anyways. <laughs> Let the guy learn the like the thumb piano and the ukulele before he gets into the guitar or the bass. Let him yeah. get the fundamentals down first because i that's what I'm doing, so.
1: Exactly, like I feel, I mean, I had a basis in violin mm-hmm. and uh, so I played violin f- from when I was in like sixth grade. No, from when I was in first grade, six years old, until I was in ninth grade, Right. Um, however old that is for that period of time. At least seven. Um, yeah, at least seven, so I've just played, I think, <laughs> so nine years, right, so I was probably like. 14? 14 or 15 when I stopped playing. Cause I was just like, I never like that entire time of my career. I don't really like music that like, career life. Um, <laughs> I didn't really like music that much. Like yeah. I enjoyed listening to it, but it wasn't the thing that I really paid attention to. Um, and, um, that at some point I was I, I started playing Guitar Hero and I was like oh I want to play electric guitar so I would just like play I would hold my violin and I would play it like that um, and then I started I got an electric guitar and I got I start I switched to play playing piano lessons and stuff like that and then I took a break for a year didn't do any music really and then I started playing acoustic guitar and I was like oh cool I have all these other things that I already know yeah but I still do have to learn how to play the guitar from here. Um, and like playing other instrument like playing ukulele is way easier like Ben you know from Low Ceilings right. he helped he he started on ukulele too yeah so much of his other stuff is like that and you just like you have to get used to it you have to be able to make things in order to get better at doing them and i refuse to learn music theory actively i only <laughs> just want to pick up little things here and there you yeah. know
0: i like um, i don't know if you're familiar with the artist Gatsu Network Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm familiar. They're the trumpetist for We Are the Union. Trumpetist, trumpist. They play the trombone. Trumpeter. Trumpet. Trumpet.
1: Wait. Do they play trumpet or trombone?
0: It's a ska band. They're the brass. So, uh, uh, I mean, probably trumpet. Uh,
1: trumpet. Trumpeter, trumpeter is the is, is the word I think. I think. Trumpet.
0: Trumpet. Trumpet person. Uh, anyways. Trumpet player. They did a like a like a punk music theory video. And I remember watching it and being like, this is as deep as I want to go. This is a fun, these are songs that I like. And they're saying, hey, this note and this note sound good together, but they sound better if you put other notes in between. And I was like, thank you, goodbye.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I just remember hearing like, um, like from, from my piano teacher, we talk about like tonic and dominant mm-mm. and like resolving stuff. And I was like, I don't know what these words mean. So y- you kind of have to break that stuff down first and it kind of made it just like less fun because I didn't understand what that stuff meant. And so now I like, to, I like to pick that stuff up here and there, but it's more so, oh, that's a cool thing. Let me try to incorporate that into a song. Yeah. Um, like the other day I was just like, huh, I want to walk down from a C major to an A minor through a B diminished. Mm -hmm. And I just want to write a little dumb song that does that. And that was like my way of experimenting with that. It's like, I don't want to understand. I don't know what chords, like how, how what, what, what notes in a, from a root you, you need to play to get to a diminished. I could figure it out. Like based off of that. Um, but I was like, I don't want to know. I just want to try this out. I want to, I yeah. want to dip my toe in, and and that's where I feel comfortable. You know, learning things little by little by exper- experimenting with them, and I feel like that's more practical.
0: Yeah, and this goes for. Let me get on my soapbox. Hold on. But this goes Let's for every every art form and every practice. Um, my friends who start writing, I tell them to write bad stuff and worry about reading mm-hmm. crap later. You should read books, but like reading theory later. Um, if you want to act. Go be in short films. Go make your own short films and figure yeah. it out. And then maybe if you want to know more behind the nuts and bolts, go read the Inside Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate gatekeeping and gatekeepers uh, both. And so whenever it's like...
1: I hate tolls, so we're on the same page. We're, we're on the same Yeah.
0: Once they tell you you're not a real musician, then they charge you 450. <laughs>
1: it's like I didn't get a ticket at the last one. Like I don't know how I'm. supposed I need to. I need dimes.
0: I don't own dimes. I don't carry cash. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, people who say, "Oh, you're you're," oh yeah, you bought a MIDI first thing. Like good luck learning keyboard or piano. It's like, dude, who cares? Nobody yeah, cares. Exactly. No. That guy's going to make cool electronic music and synth music. Give, yeah. him, give him 3 years.
1: It's like working within limitations like that is how you get stuff that you wouldn't get by like running it through a music theory AI, you know? Do
0: they have those?
1: I don't know. They uh, might. They probably um, do. but I mean, like you can auto-generate music by giving it rules or whatever, and if you follow those rules, but it's like like sometimes I'll do stuff in my music and Ben who knows music theory because he went to Emerson, um will just be like this doesn't make sense. And I'm like, yeah, but I like how it sounds. Uh, And it's like, those things are things that I will get to because I am missing that information that would tell me not to do it. And I think in order to do that, sometimes you have to learn, sometimes it's like, you can either not learn that much and accidentally do that, or you can learn everything and then you can do it on purpose and like, those are two completely valid ways to get to the same thing that maybe doesn't, that is going to make the people in the middle mad, yeah. you know, or and whatever. The
0: people in the middle don't understand why it's called theory. Mm-hmm. Like, the same with writing is a bunch of people were making music and telling stories for, for forever,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: a couple of nerds got together and were like, they're doing the same thing. Yeah. So there's other ways to do it. These are just the, not the easiest ways, but the most common ways for these things to be done. Yeah. Um, shout out to Joseph Campbell for saying there's only one type of story, uh, big, he's the hero's journey guy.
1: Oh, okay. Do, yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't read theory, so I wouldn't know I, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I so what would what you mean with like acting and stuff like that? Cause I've like, I, you know, I went to school for, um, I had a theater minor, and I did theater in college. I did theater in high school, not in high school, but during high school age, and that's how I learned to sing. Actually, mm-hmm. is through theater. So I think there's there are elements of 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 performance in in my vocal delivery, um, and um, so I think a lot of the times, like what you're saying, is like go out and make a film. Like I was in people's short films and stuff like that, and sometimes it's really helpful to to just mess around with something until you get to a point where it's like. I wish I knew how to do this better. Like, I can't act sad. And then from there, you look up how to act sad. But if you just go into it already, like, knowing, oh, this is the theory here, you don't have any experience, so you're only going off the book. And it's just like, you have to to find out what works for you. Because obviously sadness doesn't play the same way because grief doesn't play the same way in all people. Like, me pretending, me acting sad... Is different from someone else acting sad because me being sad is different from that person being sad.
0: Yeah, you know. So fuck theory. Fuck theory. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I don't know either. Do you want to talk about your podcasting just a little bit before we uh, start wrapping Uh, with a W? Or are we gonna rap? I can go off the dome for a bit. Oh, sorry, you can go ahead. No, I'm I'm good. uh, I'm good. No (laughs) No beat. What was I gonna say now oh so you do two podcasts right now one of which is on hiatus
1: yes uh that's pizza my heart um and it's me and my friend katie we talk about instant foods and in music uh usually bands that aren't particularly popular um not like not by our but just basically we want to highlight we want to we want to talk about bands that maybe aren't other people aren't talking about because it's if we were just giving our opinions on stuff that's like that everyone has already heard it's like you're not coming to us to hear our opinions on stuff that you know everyone has an opinion on you you we want people to come to hear uh, new music you just you killed know?
0: every movie podcast yep
1: <laughs> that's my goal um, that yeah uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, it's it's good. Uh, that's that's how they. That's what should happen. Um, no, I, I I you know I matured on uh, who. Um, how did this get made? So I gotta I gotta understand my roots. Um, right. And then the other one is called Fifty Fifty Chaz, which is a podcast that I came up with as a joke. My friends did not think I was being serious, but I love to commit to things. Right. Uh, when people sort of throw it out, and I'm like, yeah here's, uh, what's that? Is that, uh, oh, I'm getting a phone call. It's your bluff, and I'm calling it. I mean, dinner, um, it's crow. <laughs> <laughs> and for dessert, it's humble pie. No, um, so basically, I was just like, yeah, okay, here's here's the podcast idea. And then my other friend, like, the two people were just like, they already have, like, five podcasts. They're just podcasters by nature. Right. Um, Big ups And so, yeah. Uh, so that's my friends Chaz and Janusz, and um, so... Basically we just like uh each time we'll have different different numbers of rounds if it's just 3 of us or if we have a guest um and so we'll two of us will write a little presentation on a topic and one of them's true one of them's a lie we both say them and then the other person has to guess which one's true um and then we just like swap out so it's like each the one person is is yeah is the one guessing and it's just a lot of fun like we get to learn real things about uh about about stuff uh like I think our most recent episode we did board games uh we did uh garbage and uh clams as our like three (laughs) topics and it was just so much fun because you just you end up learning stuff that's like there's no way that's real and then it's not you know, yeah. or there's no way that's real. Oh wait, it is, and the, I, that's just it's a very it's a very tried and true thing. So it's like a little bit of David Mitchell's The Unbelievable Truth, which was a BBC radio show. Um, yes. Little bit of What I Lie to You, which was a, a BBC like television game panel. Uh, a little bit of uh, NPR's Bluff the Listener. Mm. You know, a little bit of, of like gaslighting. A little bit of gaslighting, <laughs> um, a little bit of uh, it's only brief gaslighting. Just when we're like, yeah, no, I definitely did have that experience. Uh, but then you tell the the truth at the end, and so it's only it's only there for a little bit, um, right. and well, a little bit of, like the board game Balderdash, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, <laughs> all, like lying about stuff is a very common theory uh, theme, but um, I think we we have a lot of fun with it. That one's yeah. just that one's just enjoyable to make, really.
0: That one's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, especially because when, once I found out like the rule, I jumped into like a late episode and it was like, you guys were like, who has what points? And I was like, I got to start from the beginning.
1: <laughs> I think we only have two or th- we only have three episodes have three at this episodes, point. So, yeah. you know, you're not that far behind. No,
0: but once I knew what was going on, it was kind of fun. Um, especially cause at points, it sounds like you're trying to like hold back from giving it away it's like mm-hmm. like if the person lying has made something too ridiculous it's a little funny and so when you're telling it you're trying not to go like
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. but sometimes you do want to like give little fake things like that so you never yeah. know but
0: and you, do, you guys do a good job of um a term i call filling the room with podcast I, i'm sure there's mm-hmm. already a guy who coined it with a better word but um mm-hmm. podcaster conversations at the end of it and you yeah. want the listener to feel like they're at the table and you guys have a by having a game to play with the third with the the third man out Mm -hmm. you've done that which is very fun yeah um so with all these projects would you say that you're creatively satisfied
1: yeah i would i mean the the album is i'm so proud of it and my music is something that maybe i don't always focus on 100 percent Uh, because I will just take like big gaps away from like working on whatever is my big serious project. Um, but like. Focusing on it again, I'm just like, oh, this is so much fun, and people are excited about it. And now that I have like this TikTok audience and this Twitter audience, I know that people are going to listen to it. And even if like relative to my amount of followers, I don't get a lot of listens, it's going to be way more than if I had a very good ratio of the previous amount of audience that I had. So anything is going to be anything is going to be like good at this point, Mm -hmm. you know. Sorry. And, um, the podcasts are like not huge stressors. Like editing a podcast can be annoying, but it's like, uh, this is an hour and a half, whatever. Like I already edit audio from my job, so it's not a big deal. Um,
0: now it's just for free.
1: Now it's just for free, you know, (laughs) but I'm also editing more fun stuff. So it's not that big. I get to listen to a fun podcast while I do it. Yeah. Um, and then like with making stuff for Twitter and TikTok and YouTube and, I'm just like I'm always I'm always just focusing on making a fun thing. Like if it's not if it's a thing that I feel like I have to make for the audience to enjoy exclusively, like if, if that's why I don't do like I don't do sequels and I don't do the same thing over and over again because it's like, I have to be doing this for me. Like I'm just gonna post stuff that I think is enjoyable, and if you think it's enjoyable, then I'm really, really happy. You know, that's, that's what I want. I want other people to enjoy this too. But um, like, it, it's nice to get an audience and not just be yelling into the void, but it's like, uh, I, it's not been too, like obviously I'm not like famous or anything, but it's it's more um, um, notoriety, whatever the popularity, whatever uh, than I've experienced before. And it's just been like, it's been a nice little exercise in, in keeping myself grounded and, and being like, yeah, a lot of people are being exposed to this content, but that doesn't really mean anything. I already knew that this was good. yeah. So I'm not letting this like control my personality and, and I'm not gonna like recreate the same thing because I need that hit of attention. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you're enjoying this. Um, but it's like, this is the most sort of self-involved that I think I, I feel comfortable letting myself get. But sometimes people will say, hey, can you make more of this? And I say, no, I don't wanna make, I don't, no. I don't do sequels. I just wanna make stuff if I think I have an idea for it. But trust me, the thing that you like about my content is not the fact that I was like in a toga speaking Latin Mm -hmm. or it's not the fact that I was like discussing you know giving very light critique based off of information that I took from Kamala Harris's Wikipedia page <laughs> you like my like comedic style you like my editing you like my 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 word choice and my delivery so like just trust me that the other stuff that I do is good yeah you know I think that you're gonna like the things that I put out even if not each specific thing hits for you
0: you were gonna make fun of the front bottoms regardless and it's just great that they enjoy uh, it as well
1: uh, yeah, uh, in a big way. Because the thing is, like, I get people who are like, "Hey, play the front bottoms," or like people will send me front bottoms vines, uh, vines, uh, vid- TikToks, or whatever. And I'm just like, "It's too late. I don't really listen to this band. Like,
0: wait, you don't? L- Hold on. No. <laughs> <laughs> For context, Evans done two videos about the front uh, bottom? So four. Four. <laughs> four, yeah.
1: I did my my first one, which is just sort of a, uh, it's just like a little sketch. That's Matt's, um, right? Uh, no, it's the sketch one was where it's um, it's like my second video ever. It was like the first thing I ever did that popped off, mm-hmm. um, and I was like really, re- I'm really glad because I was concerned because the second thing I popped off was me doing a uh, an impression of twin of twin size mattress, yeah. like with the front bottomometer, which is just fun to say. I mean, that's really the best part about that. Um, but it's like, uh, and then like how maps was written, and then I brought the front bottomometer back. But that was because I had another idea that I was going to do from the jump anyway. Mm-hmm. I was just here's a way of framing this that will make people more familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, and here's like a thing to build off of that because I was doing like um, vacation town slash rainbow connection because they're basically the same <laughs> yeah. chord progression. People are like, oh, he sounds like Kermit the Frog, and I'm like, I don't really hear it, but you know, it's the the connection is there, so let's go for it. Um,
0: yeah, I think it, what it is for me when I watch uh, your TikToks is it's it kind of feels like the guy who has a tight five setup at a party, and you give him an opportunity. Somebody brings up Kermit, or somebody brings up the front bottoms, and he's like, "So let me tell you,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievably accurate." <laughs> I like I was on a walk with my friends and I they were just like so wait because Cats the musical the movie yeah. came up um, Cats the musical the movie and they <laughs> the were like novel. yeah <laughs> the game it, the experience <laughs> um, and they were I was just like yeah the musical has four good songs but the movie has one and someone was just like oh um, they why did that happen and I was like oh, you want to know you want to know how each of those songs was changed in a way that made them bad and I was just like next seven and a half minutes this is my routine I'm basically. On stage, yeah yeah and I, got it's a stool just and a water bottle I've just thought about it so much and I've like had that conversation has come up so much that it's like okay so here here are the little jokes that I do in it so that that is unbelievably accurate because um, I don't like do stand up but I am at heart a prop comedian
0: um <laughs> i am <Karen> Top.
1: <laughs> i mean I, a spirit like physically i'm here but mentally i am, am on stage i in a residency in las vegas um <laughs> but yeah genuinely because like if you just look at my look at my tiktok so much of it is just prop comedy yeah um but it's framed in a way that it doesn't seem like that um. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm just glad that other stuff I've done has been successful because I d- I don't know enough about the front bottoms. People are like, hey, do the front bottomometer with this song, and I'm like, I've never heard that song.
0: Right. You just don't so, like the front bottoms.
1: <laughs> I I genuinely do not. I really like the album Going Gray. Yeah. I think that album is fantastic. I do not like anything else they've done that I've heard.
0: That's how I feel about the. They district, might have other yeah. stuff.
1: They might have other stuff that they've done that I would like, but I haven't heard it yet. So.
0: Mm um so there's two questions I ask everyone as we wind down uh okay. to to leave uh the first one is if you could go back in time to when you first started making art making music or writing or whatever you what you choose to focus on mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself don't do it, <laughs> Get it. Mm. go to go to business go to go to the business college you're gonna love it I I feel like
1: I might say, um, "Hey, you're doing a great job. You're gonna keep getting better." Yeah, give him a little kiss on the forehead. Give him a little kiss on the forehead, (laughs) little like baseball style pat on the butt. Yeah, you know, (laughs) great job, sport. Um, No, I think what I would probably say, I think what I would actually probably say is, um, get your hair cut short on the sides, long on top. And stop wearing cargo shorts. Oh, um, no. <laughs> and uh, let your beard grow in because you don't think it's gonna work, but it's gonna work. That's probably what I would say to myself.
0: I can just imagine like you're like you're 14, you're in algebra class and it's like on the window and it's you, but now, and you pull them out and you're like, you're gonna be hot. You're gonna be hot <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, just wait. <laughs> Shave your head. get a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much time.
1: <laughs> like I remember like like after after my most recent like long-term relationship ended, I got my hair cut like short on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um like I got a fade and I got my <laughs> like beard trimmed up and it was like
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> oh. Obviously uh, cuz it's like whenever you get out of a relationship, you should get hotter. Like, if you're not, you're wasting an opportunity. Um, Obviously, I got the haircut, and then I spent the day uh, hooking up with my ex, so it was like, you know, this is,
0: yeah, yeah, but it's better now, because I'm cute. (laughs) Oh my god. You're doing the the fucking American Psycho thing. You're like looking at your hair in the mirror. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, So the second question is, um, most of the people that listen to the show are, Artist in their own right, and um, hey, good job. Yeah, keep it up. Go, good, good job, guys. Um, yeah. F- what advice would you give to them? You know, they're all making their own things. Mm. Cut your hair on the sides. Leave it. Long I would on probably top grow yeah.
1: <laughs> Get better fashion. Um, I okay. So I think there are two things that I'd say, and one of them is try your best. Um. Don't. Don't feel like you have to imitate. If you are imitating something, do it only as long as it takes for you to get comfortable doing the thing that you can then branch off into an original concept. If your whole thing is that you go to open mics and you do covers of this one band, do that and then stop and then start doing original music. Like get yourself to that point. I mean, obviously this is for people who are earlier in that. um, But don't feel like you have to be like, Oh, this band does it like this, I'm gonna do it like this. Take a little bit that you like, but don't let that become become you. Don't try to sound like anybody. You're gonna sound like your influences. Try to sing like yourself and the influence is gonna come out, you know, and then it's gonna feel more real. People will connect to you because oh, it sounds like that, but it also sounds like this. That's interesting, I don't have a specific thing that that fits into. But if you just sound like the front bottoms, and people would say, oh yeah, it's just, it's basically the front bottoms. it's like, okay, we already have the front bottoms, like why would I listen to, you know? So always give something, give give your own take on something. Feel free to let yourself express uh, and change something that you think works for someone else, but you think you could do better or you could do differently. Second, do not self-deprecate. Never, ever get on stage and say, oh, we're a shitty band. We don't make good songs um, unless you immediately walk it back. Like, play it, because you think you're playing it for a joke, but you're just setting everyone's expectations lower. And I understand where you might want to set your expectations low in order to exceed them, but hey, here's the thing. You might not. Yeah. And now people just say, oh, they're a shitty band? Hey, yup. And then tune you out. Like, do not let people get a preconceived notion of what you're going to give them that doesn't make you seem like you're going to do a good job. If you mess up a song, make it a joke. Play it as a... play as Ah, ah. Uh... No, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Don't worry, we're here, we're, I got it. Okay. Don't be like, oh fuck, I messed it up, I'm so, such an idiot, Oh. Like, don't beat yourself up. Like, if you pretend that your confidence is higher than it is, it will be. And that's hard. And you're not gonna get it early. And it's really, it's a lot easier for me to say because I've put 10 years into that, into focusing on that and, and changing the kind of person that I am to be someone that I feel more comfortable as. Um, which is a real me Um, don't be afraid to change yourself into a different version of yourself because self-improvement is necessary and it's good and you will always be you as long as you are not trying to be somebody else that's probably around what I would say
0: yeah that works Um, cool so where can I find you on the internet
1: so you can find me on Twitter at Evan out of um, 10, T E N, so it's Evan out often. Uh, but that was sort of unintentional. Uh, on Instagram I'm, ev- I'm Evan out of 10, but the 10 is the numeral 10. Um You can find me on TikTok at Evan DM. Uh, you can find my music uh, if you want to buy it evandm.bandcamp.com. Um, I have an EvanDM link tree that'll take you to my merch, but like those links are on all of those places. Um, yeah, just like, I don't know, follow me on Spotify, listen to your stuff, listen to that stuff. If you think that I've done something that you think other people should see or hear, share it with them. I get a lot of comments that say, oh, you're so underrated, this should have more views.
0: Okay, I agree. Uh, show it to your mom. <laughs> Go
1: yeah. show it to someone else. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't make other people do that. So, um, and if you don't like it, hey, thank you for giving it a chance. Thank you for giving the stuff that I make a chance. I appreciate it. That's the least that I could ask of you.
0: Yeah, maybe share it anyways. You know, maybe share for, it anyway because maybe
1: you have another friend that has better taste. Yeah. Um,
0: also, um, put <laughs> songs on Spotify that you like on the playlists. Oh yeah that is one of the biggest things for metrics the i was i found this out the other day the the way spotify finds new songs put on their recommended playlist is what songs are being put on playlist already and that's Mm. backwards to me but that's what i was told also who doesn't make playlists right now i don't know no one listens to full albums um and if you make a playlist with a bunch of fun songs send it to me and i'll and i'll bump it uh (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JW Freeman underscore. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at the little guys three. Evan, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. Iron Manning this (laughs) recording session.
1: All I've done today is, uh, sleep, eat one banana and watch mixed martial arts. And eventually I will have to start doing my job Uh, so I appreciate the opportunity you've given me to push that off as far as I can into the future.
0: All musicians do is sleep, eat banana, watch (laughs) MMA, and lie. Uh, That's the life. Yeah, so um, all the links and stuff will be in the bottom. If you are listening to the show on a website where you can rate and follow, please do. I would love the attention. Uh, Yeah, so thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun.